is a Grower Group podcast produced in conjunction with Bayer Crop Science. On this podcast, we'll discuss the great efforts and events going on in the Grower Group networks right around Western Australia. We hope you'll enjoy it and get involved in the Grower Group conversation. Welcome to the Southern Dirt Podcast for June 2019. On this episode, we'll be talking to the Chief Executive Officer, Tracy Hodgkins, about the Southern Dirt mission and what Southern Dirt's all about. And we'll also be joined by Marissa Maitland, the new Project Officer for Southern Dirt. So, Tracy, how are you today? I'm really good, thanks, Craig. Excellent, yeah. And you're going to talk to us about what you've been doing here at Southern Dirt. Just tell us, you know, how long have you been here now and what's Southern Dirt really all about, Tracy? Well, it really seems like it was yesterday, but it was actually three and a half years ago. Is it really that long? Yeah. It really is. It does just seem like (laughs) yesterday, but anyway. No, uh, since that time, we've gone from having like one project in the portfolio to around 18 projects now. So we've um, brought on board a range of people around us, like Craig, for instance, who are great supporters of the organisation, set up some really good structure around it and engaged with all the universities and the other research groups that are right around Australia, actually, in anything to do with agriculture. So it means that we're starting to be on that cutting edge yeah, I think. really good that's what I've seen develop over time since the the right you know very early inception of southern dirt way back I can't remember what year but it seems a long time 2010 okay there you go and it's been fantastic to be a part of that um, and see the journey that's uh, been undertaken but also where it's going and yeah what is the mission of I suppose or the statement that you would say why does southern dirt even exist Tracy Well, we went through this a couple of years ago, trying to find what our real purpose was, and we decided it was, um, we aimed to create and sustain vibrant, healthy, prosperous farms and communities. What that really means is if we've got great food coming from farmers and we're engaged in that process of making a farm prosperous, then the whole community benefits from all of that. So for me, it's actually, it's not something that sits alone. It sits within the environment that we have. And that's not just here, but everywhere, in in particular in WA for us, we have a large agricultural community. And we really need to be concentrating on making sure that we get great food security Mm. for all of our consumers and those that we have overseas. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when we're growing great food in the local communities, the communities are you know really prospering from that. Yeah. You know, good footy teams, good sport That's teams, right. fire brigades. You know, we all live yeah. and breathe in these places, and yeah, it's fantastic to have a group like Southern Dirt really having that mission and that purpose in place. Yep. So, uh, Tracy, tell us a little bit about some of the those high level projects, and then we'll go over to Marissa and talk about some more specifics. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what are some of the big key projects, and even some of the events? that are coming up. I know Texpo, for example, is coming up later on, which you'll definitely want to talk about, right? (laughs) I certainly will. Okay, so yeah, give us a bit of a a high-level view. Look, when I first came in, I thought there's an awful lot of work that needs to actually be done actually on the farm. But beyond that, we've got to start looking at supply chain because right now what we're doing is everything's commodity-based here in WA and worldwide what we're seeing is that people are making more money within that supply chain process so it's not all just at the farm gate. So we've got projects ranging from a beef supply chain project to a sheep supply chain project Mm. And a grains one is specifically looking at break crops, which is going to be, we hope, um, one of our key projects going forward. We're looking in particular at flax. 
um, because it was a heritage crop in the area. It made sense for yeah, us to actually sure. do it. Yep. Yeah, and what you mean by commodities is like, you know, traditionally bulk. we just used a big bulk amounts That's of grain. Right. It goes yep. off to someone else to yep. capture the value and create something out of that, whereas yes. you're looking at getting projects which will see how you can create the value but create great food and outcomes um, whether it be sheep or meat, Beef, whatever it any, might be, grains. Whatever we grow here yep. around the, our areas, which, by the way, are most of the southwest, um, all of the, well, pretty much most of the Great Southern and also up in the Peel region, which is our new hub Yeah, well. it's really exciting. I mean, when it started, it was very much around cogent up, but then it's expanded over those nine, mm. ten years now. Um, to just be such a wide range from the southern forests yeah. all the way up to the Peel and even inland into the wheat yeah. belt further. And it actually makes sense to do it because when you think of it, we've got a, quite a disconnected agricultural community. And when you start to look at how all of these things work together and you stay, say, for example, look at a loaf of bread, what's in a loaf of bread? Mm. So you might be looking at various different grains you're going to be looking at seeds like flax and um, poppy seeds and all sorts of things. Um, and then you're going to have to look at the other things that actually grow to make that together, the yeast and all that sort of stuff that actually goes into the bread. So everything we do within food actually comes from everything that we do on our farms, which yeah, I think is important. Absolutely. And um, <clears throat> Southern Dirt, a huge important role in that. We'll come back to Texpo in a minute, I think, Tracy. Mm. I'd like to perhaps now introduce uh, Marissa into here. So Marissa Maitland, you're the new project officer of Southern Dirt. So you're new to Southern Dirt as a staff member, but not new in the area. You live in the area and uh, yeah, perhaps just introduce yourself, tell the members out there you know, what you've been doing prior to Southern Dirt and what you're hoping to do now. Yep, no worries. So, yep, brand spanking new with Southern Dirt. Just hit my second week here. Uh, I do live in the area. I live just about 50k south. I live down in Cranbrook and I've been working in Cranbrook for CBH for the last couple of harvests. So, familiar with some of the farmers in the area, familiar with a little bit of the area. I do come from a farming background. I was born up in Wild Catchem. I didn't spend too long there though, so... Yeah. Good old Wiley. Hey, I've yeah. been up through there a few times. A great, great place, actually. Beautiful town. Yeah, really good. Lots of wheat growing up there. Yeah, very good. That's and but what's generally a project officer going to do at Southern Dirt? Well, for the moment, yeah, I'm, I'm focusing on the cropping challenge. Yeah, dived into that on my first day. Wow. <laughs> and that's been going a while now, so it's good to have it in good, capable hands uh, <laughs> continuing on. So the great work of the previous yep. project officers, but you've got exactly. a great opportunity now to... To really make it go forward. So do you want to talk a bit about what is the Cropping Challenge? Yeah, sure. Southern Dirt? Yep. So the Cropping Challenge, it's been running since 2013, I think it was. It's an educational program, which I think is great. I think it's wonderful. Um, It runs in three-year cycles normally, but we're in a four-year cycle at the moment. So canola, barley last year and this year is a a break crop year. So it's been wonderful for (laughs) getting, getting my grain together. We've got a, a huge variety of commodities. I think we go vetch, lentils, oats. Someone's thrown in some faber beans for me. So and canola, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, terrific. No, look, when we started uh, Bayard team way back in the, the founding years, it was <laughs> great to be involved. And what I got really excited with the cropping challenge is that it wasn't just a one-year focus. Mm. The fact that it was going to continue on a rotation. We also need to market our own grain. You know, yeah. it, it, really exciting. 
you know, doesn't matter if you don't get it all right because that's the reality of the world. <laughs> exactly. um, it's actually really good to see what a range of teams are doing, good healthy banter mm-hmm. along the way, and you learn a lot. You know, yeah. you can talk about products and services, you know, the farmers in there. Yeah. Um, back in the original one, I had a local farmer on our team as well and still do today mm-hmm. have them because, you know, at as Bayer, we have products and services to offer, but yeah. we also are not right in the area living here 24-7. We come through, so having that local knowledge mm. and seeing what's going on is really critical because yeah. uh, that's what your farmer members are all doing out there. Mm-hmm. I think it's wonderful for exposure. Definitely. And even some of the um, agricultural colleges and the students, you know, the exposure they're having. Yeah. Uh, you've even got another grower group outside the area. It's uh, mm-hmm. Courage and Farm Improvement yeah. Group have got a team in there yeah. as well, so it's good they do. when they come down and when I go up to Courage and quite a lot, it gives me a talking point <laughs> up there with them as well. So well, I think we're beating them. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. Anyway, um, so that's great. And, yeah, in terms of um, other projects, have you got any other things you want to talk about on that? Or? Um, not at the moment, but I'm hoping to, to dive into some of the other wonderful yep. projects we've got going on. Soon, uh, once once we get the seed in the ground for the cropping challenge, and then with the cropping challenge, there'll be a number of field walks and opportunities yep. for the teams. Mm-hmm. Indeed, you know, open really for people to come along and have a look at on yep, those field sure. walks and good good uh, social um, times as well mm-hmm. for the community. Well, thanks, Marissa. It's fantastic to meet you, and um, look forward to working with you a lot as we go forward. So, yeah, we'll see you out on see you out on the cropping challenge. Right back to you, Tracy. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk a bit about Texpo. There's been a Texpo before and the, um, the, the next one's coming up in... And it's coming up on the 7th and 8th of August. That's so not long away, you know. It's not long away. It's like about two months. It's like, okay, now we're just getting all these brand new spanking technologies in here and it's going to be a very exciting year. Um, last time we actually had Andrew Bates come across uh, quite an early technology in his swarm farm and this year we're getting uh, WA's first taste of a swarm bot. Wow, so I have a swarm bot over here and that'll be um, out in the area for people to have a look at. We've also got, we've actually, this is the year of the robot. So is it? Oh, there you go. <laughs> Apparently, well not for real but here's for in our opinions. We've got another one called Thing C, which is an AI robot, which is, uh, it's actually smaller than a swarm bot and it goes into different areas to do different sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's We're getting the first machine that they've ever made into Australia and they've got farm, um, all sorts of farm trials out there at the moment. But from the European conferences, it, they're naming these guys as the people to watch yep so what was their name again uh, thing c thing c yep. there you go and yep. uh it's interesting um yeah you know like there's ai there's digital learning yeah. there's machine learning all yes. these areas and that's what Texpo is aiming to help people understand what these technologies so absolutely members listeners out there of the podcast yep. um get along to southern dirt Texpo, and you'll learn a lot more about those buzzwords which are going to be important yeah you know, technologies going forward for yeah. growing crops and we've got a really interesting, um, not just the program itself, because it has both livestock technologies and cropping technologies. So if you just do livestock, you've got to be there. We're getting all those Fitbit collars for cattle and sheep um, because there's a huge push worldwide in looking at how we look after our animals. So that's really, really important. 
Um, plus, you know, we've got um, young kids, I suppose. I call them kids anyway. Um, 18 plus going through university, actually designing up um, all sorts of different technologies for the future. They'll be pitching at this particular conference as well. Oh, so you're going to see what's happening in the world generally in the microcosm of what is WA. Yeah, excellent. <clears throat> it's just about moving so rapidly as well and getting your head around it and understanding what can be of benefit or not. Um, Absolutely. Some of the Expo is a, a critical part of getting yep. that knowledge to see if it suits your farming system yeah. and indeed your operation. Mm. And we're not only doing that, but the next day you get to go and play with it. Yeah, I reckon that's really cool. <laughs> Which is really, really yeah. cool. So you'll have people there to advise you exactly what what you will need for your farming system, but also you get to go and do a hands-on play with all the technologies, which yep. is amazing. Yeah, terrific. And, um, yeah, the other day I was out at the launch of the these camera sprays, so they're looking at the weeds and putting shape files around, amazing technology, um, you know, spraying green weeds in brown paddocks mm-hmm. at the moment, but this year they'll also be able to do green on green so wild radish in wheat crops for example opens up a huge uh, amount of potential so it's going to be interesting to see which way technology goes and what growers will adopt you know Uh, Mm. that's what Texpo is an important part of um, because is it going to be a big wide machine with a camera sprayer or does a swarm bot have a particular role to play Um, Mm. you know that's what the question is out on the road a lot is which way is it going to go? And it might not go any particular way, but it'll be very tailored for a specific job. And I think yeah, that's, huge I efficiencies think, will come from either of them. I think you've actually hit on it. I see each farm is different and each operation is different. So you're going to need different things. And all of these technologies, you'll have to choose carefully so it actually fits your farming system. And if you do that and do it well, it's going to save you thousands. I mean, some of the return on investment and return Massive. on capital studies are huge on mm. some of this. So, yep. yep, just in terms of, yeah, whether it be labour costs, um, you know, the ability to operate with less people or whatever it might be, yep. or indeed do more with more people, you know, um, and also chemical costs, you know, input oh. costs, um, just time too. I was just amazed that... <laughs> Some of this technology, um, some of the time savings that can come by having a, a robot do it for you <laughs> instead, um, which means you can put your, you know, listeners, you can put your brain onto other important tasks to improve your farm going exactly. ahead. You can actually do the farming bit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> doesn't mean you go on holidays more often. but um, And you mentioned the Fitbits or something like mm. that for the livestock. I've got a Fitbit at home that um, <laughs> a sheep can have if they want it. So I'm not using it. <laughs> um, there's, a, there's a lot around this kind of thing on the health and well-being of animals. Um, and it's come down to the fact that consumers want to know that you're treating your animals well. Absolutely, yeah. And the fact is, at the moment, you can say it, but the Fitbit will prove it. Yep. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Very good. So, yeah, you need to get along to Texpo. Look, it's just a, a must-be, a, a must-attend event on the calendar this year. What were the dates again, Tracy? 7th and 8th of August. And where do you get more info about Texpo? Texpo.com.au. It's an easy one. Texpo, perhaps we'll spell it T-E-C-H. Yes, S-P-O. Texpo.com.au. So make sure you get on there, get the info, and you can take advantage right now, I think, of early bird registration rates, right? You certainly can. Best do that now. Get on to it, people. August is not far away. Now, we're talking technology and what have you in the world these days. Tracy, is everyone pretty much has got a mobile phone in their pocket or an iPad in the tractor or whatever it might be. Um, is there any app that you're using or you found useful that your members out there listening might find of use? The, 
This is a simple one, but really important is that there's thousands of passwords that we actually have to understand and remember from a, a plethora of different um, websites, etc., that are out there. I actually use one called M-Secure. It goes between all of my devices. It's paid, but it's paid once. I think okay. it's about fourteen ninety nine. <coughs> wow. But it will sync between my iPhone, my iPad, and also my computer, which I feel is quite important. Yeah, very important. Thank goodness for the reset password function on most <laughs> sites is all I can say. But uh, no, that sounds like a really good one. So what was it again? Yeah. M. It's called M Secure. M S E C U R E. M Secure. Yep. And the other one I lo- use all the time is Wonderlist. W U N D E R L I S T. And one of our members put me onto this, and that was Rachel Plowman. Um, and it's really simple. Again, it's a list. You literally put everything on the list and you tick it off as you go. And you can share it with other people. So you can have lists that go between things, whether it's sporting club or your farm or whatever. So simple to use. So I recommend these two simple things. One to this costs nothing. Wow, sounds really, really good. No, they're so useful, those things. Um, just really important. Um, there's a couple of important events coming up during June and July you wanted to mention as well. Yeah, we have. We haven't got a date for one of them, but it's actually on um, making sure that you use the best amount of fertiliser on your farm. It'll probably be in mid-June to late June. And then the second one is um, looking at a regional soils constraint forum. That's on July 23rd, which is a Tuesday, and they're bringing a whole range of experts down for that. I think both of these things are very important to all of the farmers. You know, soils are important and the inputs you put in, if you can minimise cost or actually get a better yield from using your fertilisers, it's really important that we do that. So that will definitely be in June. Okay, so that sounds great. And where can people get more information or how will members get more knowledge about what that event is, Tracy. Okay, our members of course will get a newsletter and e-newsletter goes out every two to three weeks depending on how much information we have. Um, we also put those events up on our website uh, which is of course southerndirt.com.au um, and if you'd like to just get in directly in touch with us, just go to our website. We've got a contact detail there too. Fantastic. So that's great to uh, get in touch with Southern Dirt. So, look, thanks, Tracy and Marissa. It's been really good on this first Southern Dirt podcast. Um, we'll do more of these as we go forward because we know, you know, people are time poor and hopefully as you're going along in the tractor or the sprayer or just between farms in the ute you might be able to get a bit of an update and at least flag that hey Texpo's coming up there's other events um, know what the cropping challenge might be up to but importantly getting more information from the southern dirt staff here and again just give out that website tracy Yes, southerndirt.com.au southerndirt.com.au and we also on Twitter if you want to follow us on Twitter it's really easy to do this at Dirt Southern and also Facebook at the same address at Dirt Southern Fantastic, well it's been great talking to both of you and we'll catch up with you again very soon Thanks Craig Thanks Craig Thanks for listening to this Grower Group podcast produced in conjunction with Bayer Crop Science You can get more information about Grower Group activities from the Grower Group Alliance at gga.org.au and Bayer is a strong supporter of Grower Groups right around Australia and you can get in touch with us at crop.bayer.com.au Thanks for listening.